The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100 and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the SGPN NFL Playoff Challenge. $500 in cash and prizes up for grabs exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Uh, Today is Wednesday, the 11th of January, and I am here with my co-host to have a look at the AL uh, news, early betting odds, predictions, uh, free agent signings. Just have a little troll through the AL, see what we make of it. Um, for our first show of 2023 and the esteemed co-host that I make mention of is none other than Mr. Noah Benick. Noah, what's happening? Uh, nothing too much, Malcolm. We just had a little bit of a... I mean, the live <laughs> viewers might uh, realize that we're 30 minutes late recording this, but the people that are downloading the podcast have no idea that we just spent 30 minutes trying to just figure out how microphones work but uh you know during the break thank god we had a little bit of a break i had covid and i went from covid i had like four days where i felt okay and then i went right into bronchitis i still have a nasty oh, nice so i'm gonna try to my best to mute myself throughout the podcast but i'm ready to uh talk some baseball it's right around the corner baby yeah, it really is. I mean, I've done a show just about every other day. I've done about 60 shows since we last spoke. I know. I like um, your setup since all, we last spoke, too. Uh, no, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. You're, no problem. You're not slick either. I see. I saw the soccer jersey on the other podcasts, and now you got the night off. Yeah, well, I just I remember to change that about 30 <laughs> seconds before. But I've done all of those shows with very few technical issues whatsoever. I've used the same setup, and it's just worked. Logged on tonight to talk to you. Fuck all. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Couldn't hear each other. It was just, in a way, it was quite reassuring uh, that our our uselessness has carried straight on into 2023. Yeah, I um, I have my soccer shirt underneath. I have my old Kevin Keegan England shirt on. But I did remember uh, to put my Newcastle Nighthawks jersey up there. Yeah, I've all changed. I've got I've got professional because you boys were showing me up, particularly Dylan with his flash setup. Um I've got my great big Christmas. Do you have the things called Udis in the um, in the US of A? It's big. No, uh, we don't have Udis, but it kind of looks like a, a set of, uh, you know, a, like a robe or something. It, oh, well, I wore my robe a couple of times in the during the World Cup and caused quite a stir, let me tell you. I was sitting here like, um, oh, what's his name? The Playboy Mansion bloke uh, doing, doing the podcast and co- caused quite a stir. No, this is like knee length and like, like a bear hide, it's really it's like a moo a big, really thick moo moo. So, uh, it looks sorry, silk. it looks like it's silk. Oh, no, it's big and thick and furry. Like I say, it's like bear skin. Um, you know, I will tell you, I watched the movie Glass Onion on Netflix over the break, yes, 
And uh, James Craig's character reminded me of you because in the beginning of the movie, when they first show him, he's just sitting there in the bath. And he's got everything <laughs> right yeah, there yeah, around yeah. him with the laptop Indeed. and everything. So, thought of you. <laughs> I ate a chocolate orange in the bath on Sunday. Do you have chocolate oranges in America? No, we do not. What's that? No. It's an orange. It's a chocolate orange. I mean, I don't know how else to <laughs> describe no. it. It's like the size of a tennis ball. Taste of orange, but it's chocolate. And I ate one of them in the bath like Homer Simpson the other night. If I don't have a heart attack in the next 18 months, it'll be an absolute miracle. Like, um, But baseball, I got a little, had a little uh, dive around MLB and fan graphs in places this afternoon because I've been yeah. doing the... I'll be doing the World Cup and then morphed straight into the Premier League gambling podcast. Give that little plug. Um, three winners out of four over the last two nights. Uh, nice. So we're nice and hot over yeah, there. Hit me uh, up to make a clip for you. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. You've been doing our, uh, putting our great big fat faces on the clips. But um, getting into some baseball this afternoon, mate, was, uh, it was wow. nice. It got the, It's pretty, it's pretty near upon us, really. It's, um, it's right around the corner. So we thought we'd do a couple of shows, one this week and one next week, just looking at the American League. So we've got 15 teams. We'll give ourselves a couple of minutes per team. We've kind of split them up and we'll just have a look at um, who's re-signed, which free agent uh, acquisitions, any departures, uh, and then the strengths and the weaknesses. And if there's any early odds, um, or I think you've got the totals as well, yeah, we do. can have a look at. Um, so we, before we get into all that, I'll uh, make mention of our headline sponsor on the MLB Gambling Podcast. We need um, $5 in the jar every time I see Premier League or World Cup Gambling Podcast instead of MLB. I'm doing all right so far, uh, but that's uh, buffoon territory right there. So I will do that before before the end of the show. Uh, WinBet, the official online sports week of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet active in a bunch of states. Uh, tons of way to win including live betting and same-game parlay. It's the NFL playoffs are here. Uh, great promos, odds and payouts happening right now at WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up to receive a special offer. Bet 100, get 100, limited to state availability. Those to choose from, head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. So they know that me and Noah sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you were known as a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And the SGPN NFL Playoff Challenge. SGPN has teamed up with homage, homage, if you want to give it a little French spin, for an NFL Playoff Challenge. The winner will get $300 cash, $100 SGPN gift card, and a $100 homage gift card. Homage is a ton of cool retro and throwback, officially licensed NFL gear. Check them out at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash homage for all contest details. And to enter, download the SGPN app and hit contest. I had a little look uh, at their merch in I the old too. homage store. It's flames, isn't it? It looks really cool. Yeah, it's a lot of vintage stuff. Other, uh, A lot of stuff that... You know, not really my generation. It was prior. So it's kind of in right now. I will say that. So do you mean my generation? Or does it, yeah, uh, sure. Maybe. You know, Is oh, it your generation? Is it? It's somebody's generation. <laughs> uh, right, shut up. Um, right, at least we'll start with, um, I'm just going to go down the list as it pops up in front of me. Toronto Blue Jays, Noah, which I believe is your domain. Um, 
give us 90 seconds or so on Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, I got to find my Toronto Blue Jays page. Um, you know, so we're starting off with the odds, just reading them, and then we're going to get into the team preview a little bit here. The win total, uh, it's a local book. It's not win bet yet, but um, 94 and a half is out there in the wild right now. AL East plus 190 uh, to win it, which is the second best odds. Third best odds to win the AL, which is plus 650. And to win the World Series, it's plus 1500. Um, the additions that the Blue Jays made, uh, they, they had a few acquisitions this offseason. The biggest splash was in the back end of their bullpen. They added an arm, Eric Swanson from the Mariners. Uh, he's a reliable leverage arm. Also acquired in December, in a December trade was Dalton Varsho. He's going to slot right into the outfield very nicely. And he's going to give Alejandro Kirk a day off behind the plate if he so needs. Other adds to the 40-man this offseason were Chris Bassett, Kevin Kiermeyer, Brandon Belt, and Zach Thompson, pitcher from the Pirates. They lost uh, the trades, or the Jays traded away Teoscar Hernandez to the Mariners, Lourdes Gurriel to the D-backs, along with catching prospect Gabriel Moreno. Then Toronto DFA'd Bradley Zimmer, Rymel Tapia, and they lost Ross Stripling, Jackie Bradley Jr., and David Phelps to free agency. We're looking at the rotation right now. <clears throat> the ace, Alec Manoa. Number two, Kevin Gosman. Number three, Chris Bassett. Number four, Jose Barrios. And number five, Yusei Kikuchi. The one-two punch is solid, but they def- they desperately need uh, a good Barrios year. They quite haven't had one yet when he's been with Toronto so far. Then we go into uh, Fangraph's projected lineup for the Blue Jays this season. Leading off, George Springer, number two, Bo Bichette, number three, Vladdy Jr., number four, Alejandro Kirk, number five, Dalton Varsho, number six, Matt Chapman, number seven, Brandon Belt, eight, Whit Merrifield, nine, Kevin Kiermeyer, up and down. That's a legit lineup. Again, mentioned in the win total, again, 94.5. Toronto is kind of the sexy World uh, World Series pick this year from uh, what I've seen out there in the wild so far on the bird. Um, the odds are juicy at plus 1,500 and they can absolutely rake. I'm nervous about the irrotation. Like I said, Barrios needs to turn it around. Can Alec Manoa avoid regression in his second full year? Will Chris Bassett um, be as good as he was last year? This lineup may not live up to expectations if you're looking at the negative side uh, in the regular season um, because – Teoscar Hernandez was their big RBI stick in the middle of that order, and Lourdes Gurriel was another solid bat. But all they need to do is just make it into the playoffs, and I really think that they're a legitimate contender to win it just because we've seen it with the Phillies already uh, with last year. The bats get hot. They have a really good shot. I still need some time to decide on this team because the uh, total 94.5 is pretty high, um, and I'm just not that high on those Blue Jays squad. I know a lot of people love a lot of other people are. I slightly lean under. I think they're going to come in the low 90s of wins. I'm not very confident in that prediction, but that's where I'm sitting at with Toronto right now, Malcolm. Yeah, my instinct, because I haven't heard these numbers, actually. You putting out these wind tools, this is my um, the first that I've heard of any of this. Uh, my instinct was that that was just a, a hair on the high side. Um, I made a couple of notes here. Like, I've kind of made like a key player for for every team 
And Jose Barrios was the man I put down. I think he's a key player who can make or break their season. And you need to get um, a, a decent season out of Barrios. That is going to be key um, to what the to what the Blue Jays can do. I really like the bullpen. Um, agree. Um, and friend of the show, Johnny Junder, um, says the player for player, they have improved, um, like you say, losing Hernandez and Guriel and improving them with KMI or whatever. So the, and the, the war on those players is actually improving. So Johnny Swite's happy, Bear Barrios is key. But yeah, initially, um, slightly on the under. Um, and the captains here, aye, aye, Captain Insano. Uh, long time no speak. We've been having yeah. a little bit of chat in the, in the, Again, in the soccer like channels. The opinions that were given out here, they're nothing close to final. And my like from me, and then the first time you're hearing the win totals as well, um, my in general opinion on futures is I'll play like one to two. I really do. I like one to two team, one to two player, and that's it. I like to see the teams play and then uh, a guy or two stay healthy, make it through about 60 games, and that's when usually I like to start splurging a little bit. But um, I, I, in general, am against tying up my money throughout a 162-game season because of injuries and whatnot, and maybe yeah. teams not living up to expectation. Just rather see them first. But wanted to put that out there. Uh, Toronto is kind of like right on the button. I feel like that 94 and a half number is really solid, really tight. Yeah, it's a long time to wait, and I'll I'll throw a couple of darts at big price ones. If I like a 40 or a 50 to one shot, I'll back them. But if it's a long time to wait to to cash a plus 110 shot, you know yeah. what I mean to tie up a lot of money. So. Um, it's got to be sort of the fancy prices if I fancy um, and throughout anything. Throughout the year, uh, for those that have listened to us in the past, we make it known when we have a future. We'll mention it multiple times throughout the year on the podcast and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next to Baltimore Orioles, um, World Series prices 50 to 1, 25 to 1 American League, 28 to 1 for the division. Um, free agent departure of North Jordan Lyles, um, who was about half of their payroll. Uh, if I'm not wrong. Um, he's headed off to the Kansas City Royals. Uh, free agent acquisition of Adam Frazier. Um, he's bounced around the leagues a little bit recently, but I quite like him. Um, if he can add 20 points, I know it's a big add to his batting average, which I think he's capable of. He has done in the past. I think he'll go okay. Uh, Kyle Gibson came in, 35-year-old starting pitcher. He won a 5.05 ERA last year. Um, it's not hugely inspiring. And Michael Givens is back in the bullpen. He's done, pre- done well previously at Baltimore. I think the key to this Baltimore uh, team isn't necessarily in additions. It's more in the in the young players and the prospects. Um, with the bat, you've had Ad- Adley Rushman, who we saw a lot of last year, Gunnar Henderson. Um, they're going to be batting two and three. Further down the order, Kyle Stowers is a, a young player with a, with a future ahead of him. Um, and then the arms, we saw last year, um, Bradish, Dean Kramer, Tyler Wells. And um, we get a full... Um, productive season out with them. Um, most importantly, Grayson Rodriguez, who's a top prospect, who's going to come in. Um, you've got John Means to come back from uh, Tommy John and Austin Voth still kicking around. I mean, the odds affect the chances with Baltimore. They, they did really well last year. Um, they're actually 10 points bigger than Boston to win the division and Boston at 18 to 1. And I would, I would take Baltimore in a match bet, uh, total-wise, um, over Boston in that position. Um, did you have a sing at all on Baltimore there, Noah? Yeah, let me. Look I was going to guess when I computer's going slow. So, guess okay, it, guess. I would, I would 
Put them at 75. 77 and a half. Okay. Boston, 76 and a half. There you are. Well, there you go. So, yeah, I'm kind of on the money. But, yeah, uh, that's it. What do you think of Baltimore, anyway? Well, you know, in the offseason, I didn't really like a lot of their moves. They didn't really do much. They signed a lot of uh, a couple of guys to, like, minor league contracts, like Nomar Mazzara, Franchi Cordero. The pitching's not that great, in my opinion. I, I was kind of a little bit upset or disappointed with what they did because, um, you know, they, they go out there and get Kyle Gibson. I don't really know, like, what he's going to do. But as of right now, while um, Means is still recovering from TJ, Kyle Gibson's their number one. And then you go Bradish, Kramer, Tyler Wells, Grayson Rodriguez. That's not something uh, – I'll, I'll steal your phrase to blow your skirt up. But um, – <laughs> The lineup looks very promising. You have Adley as a young five-war player projected in 2023. Gunnar Henderson, he's barely seen much playing time. There, are, The fan drafts is projecting him to be a four-war player. Cedric Mullins is very solid out there in center field as well. Lots of promise in this Orioles team. Uh, 83 wins last year, so they're kind of lower on the Orioles. And I don't really think they got worse. They just didn't improve. So I, I don't understand the line being set at 77 and a half as you famously hit it in the middle of August last year. Um, I, I kind of yeah. lean towards the over for the Orioles again this year. Love Grayson Rodriguez coming up. I think he's going to probably – he should be the horse in the rotation by the middle of the year, I think. Uh, next up then, Noah, uh, for yourself, the Tampa Bay Rays. All right. So uh, I had a few of these teams where they're like – one of our they're not the entertaining teams but they've got a lot of pitching and that's something that i i I really like the back because it's not uh very public but for tampa bay their acquisitions or should i say acquisition they only made one uh in the offseason and it's zach eflin (laughs) three years for 40 million uh not a huge splash there their biggest loss was in my opinion mike zanino which is saying something when he's your backup catcher and that's your biggest loss they're going to miss the power that his bat supplies but i mean they have christian bethencourt that if he can stay healthy uh fan projects him to be above two war player in 2023 other free agents on the outs are Corey kluber and david peralta like expected the rays did damage trading for some prospects like always um and they were willing to kick in some of the back end bullpen arms to do it so guys like jp fireisen he's now a dodger uh brooks raley he's gone to the mets jt shargoy he's a marlin javi guerra brewers the only 40-man position player that Tampa Bay dumped was G-Man Troy traded to the Pirates. The rotation looks to be pretty godly, in my opinion, uh, for 2023. You have Shane McClanahan as your ace. Ace number two, full-season Tyler Glasnow. Please, let's let's see him for a full 162. Then your number three is Drew Rasmussen. Number four is Jeffrey Springs. You really have to dig deep into the rest of the league to find a first, a better first four starters in your rotation, in my opinion. And then you round it out with Zach Eflin. Uh, and that's a really good starting five. And then you also have Shane Baz, who's getting healthier every day and should be there by the all-star break. 
um, and maybe creeping into the postseason, kind of like Tyler Glasnow was last year in 2022. In the bullpen, their biggest name, Andrew Kittredge, is on the mend right now, but we know that Kevin Cash's bullpen, um, they'll be firing on all cylinders, and there's not really name uh, fa- faces to the names. So it's like you got to trust them. The lineup right now projects to be via Fangraphs, Leadoff, Yandy Diaz, number two, Wanda Franco, three, Randy Rosarena, four, Brandon Lowe, five, Harold Ramirez, six, Manuel Margo, seven, Jonathan Aranda, a rookie first baseman, projected 1.6 war and 119 WRC plus. Wish Munaf was on the pod so he could hear me using WRC plus. Eight, Christian Bethancourt, and in the nine hole, Jose Siri. The win total sits at 87 and a half. They're plus 400 to win the AL East. They have the fifth best odds to win the American League at plus 1100. And the World Series price is t- plus 2500. Now, you and the others on this podcast say they may lack offensive production, although uh, it may limit them. I just say, let's see a, a full season of these guys staying healthy. Like a full year with Wander, a full year with Glasnow, a full year with McClanahan and Brandon Lau as well. I'm heavily leaning Rays over 87.5 on this total, sprinkling them to win the AL East as well. Uh, each year, this team isn't sexy offensively, but their pitching is just stellar. They're always overlooked because of the fan bases in the AL East, which makes their prices look that much better, in my opinion. So I'm on I'm on the over 87.5. Kind of, kind of would want a piece of that AL East price. Malcolm, what do you think? Yeah, well, I'm about to make one of uh, two mistakes that I'm going to make on the show tonight. And this first one is just to fade this Tampa Bay Rays team, which I do every year. I then declare I'm never going to do it again. And five months later, here I am back. It all looks a little bit light. All my notes are just a bit wishy-washy and a little bit negative and um, just slightly underwhelmed. You're right, the the rotation looks really good. but it has to be because this is a tough division they're going to be in with um, Toronto and New York and then even even Baltimore. We're going to come to Boston next. Um, and that lineup just looks so underwhelming. But yeah, they'll find a way to to get around that number. I'm just struggling again with it. Like, um, I hope Baz, we hope we get something out of Baz. Um, I like the bullpen as well. I think it's okay. Uh, I love um, Pete Fairbanks in there. Uh, and you mentioned Kittridge. Zach Eflin's interesting. I mean, he finished the season closing, I think, in the full season for Philly. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to see. But, yeah, I'm, that's one or two mistakes. You know the one I'm going to make in a little while. I think you called it this I afternoon. Yeah, but, yeah, we'll I move on next. like a book, Mal. <laughs> yeah, We absolutely. got Chaz McCormick 50-1 coming up later in the pod, too. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, Charles McCormick, Stan. Um, next up, um, throw it back to you, Noah, with the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, I got to find that team page because I, I texted Munoff in our group chat when we were doing this exercise, and I'm like, it's not very high on this Red Sox team. Their total wins or win total is set at 76.5 to win the AL East. They're plus 1,800, which actually they have a lower win total than the Orioles, but a higher uh, chance of winning the AL East, I guess, uh, than the Orioles. They're plus 3,500 to win the AL, plus 7,500 to win the World Series. 
additions. The Red Sox actually made more moves than it seems, but they all don't really add up to much. In my opinion, the biggest addition is Japanese superstar outfielder who is said to be even better than Seiya Suzuki was last year. Um, he's 29. Um, Masa, Masataka Yoshida. Uh, Got to learn that name for the WBC because he's on that Japan team as well. He's 29. His best or last season in Japan, he hit 21 bombs, hit 336 with a 7 OPS. Other notable ads for the Red Sox were former Dodgers Kenley Jansen and Justin Turner, plus Corey Kluber. Those three free agents are all 35 years of age or older. Um, losses for the Red Sox. As most know, Xander Bogarts opted out. J.D. Martinez is gone. Nathan Avaldi, Michael Waka, Matt Strom, Eric Hosmer, and Frankie Cor- Franchi Cordero are all gone. Um, you look at this rotation, and it's, again, not one that I'm very high on. Your ace is Chris Sale. Uh, number two is Corey Kluber. Number three is Nick Pavetta. Number four, Jagans Paxton. Number five, Garrett Whitlock. In the bullpen, the arm barn actually could surprise some people this year. Um, they they have Kenley Jansen, who had 41 saves last year. That was tied for the lead lead. Um, and then they also have Matt Barnes, who's still in there, uh, Chris Martin, and John Schreiber as well. Uh, Fangraphs projects this lead, uh, lineup to go leading off Masataka Yoshida, number two, Kike Hernandez, number three, Rafael Devers, number four, Justin Turner, five, Alex Verdugo, six, Tristan Casas, a rookie power bat, Number seven, Christian Arroyo. Number eight, Reese McGuire. And number nine, rookie Jaron Duran. Again, uh, total is 76 and a half. The Red Sox, to me, they lack a true shortstop. The rotation is just bad outside of sale. Um, and will sale even stay healthy is a big question. The lineup, it's a big old bargain barrel with a Camaro in the middle with Rafael Devers. And there's just no protection around him if Justin Turner's just going to continue to be the same Justin Turner we've seen in the regular season for the past three or four years. The bullpen, like I said, could surprise. It's a little bit improved with Jansen in there. Um, but the AL East, they could easily finish fifth uh, below the Orioles here. I'm heavily leaning under. Malcolm? Yeah, um, it's quite ugly, isn't it, really? the Obviously, Travis Story is goosed, which isn't ideal for them. Um, yeah, didn't even mention that. For- there has been quite a lot of churn in this uh, Red Sox organization, even though um, I think, but it's all been such sort of low grade deals that it's taken on the the appearance that there's not been much going on. But um, you've just gone through the lineup there. Yoshida's exciting in the key one, but at the minute you've got Kike and Anders starting shortstop. Uh, Justin Turner, DH in, hitting clean up, what, 15 home runs and 268 batting average on pretty much a full season last year. Um, it's just a little bit, like I say, underwhelming. There's no depth there either as well. Um, you're looking at the likes of Bobby Dahlbeck, uh, Rob Ref Snyder, just these names, these very uninspiring names. Um, Corey Kluber, again, just a shrug of the shoulder. There's a lot of things going on in this organisation with this roster. Just make you shrug your shoulders. Like, so, yeah, uh, don't do much for me. There's there's, there's much more fo- uh, fun teams to have a look at. Um, New York Yankees are one of them here to round out the AL East. 8-1 to one for the World Series, 4-1 to one to win the American League and um, even money, plus 100 uh, to win the AL East. Um, they re-signed Arson Judge. 
and Anthony Rizzo, um, free agent departures, uh, Andrew Benintendi headed off to the White Sox, Jameson Tyone to the Cubs, um, picked up Carlos Rodon, um, and an interesting one, which might have gone under the radar a little bit, is Tommy Canley, uh, left-handed pitcher for the bullpen. I like him a lot. Um, strengths, the rotation goes really deep. I love it. Um, Garrett Cole, Rodon, Severino, Nasty Nesta, and then um, Frankie Montas. Um, not much beyond that. You might need a sixth or seventh arm. Um, and then the lineup I thought was struggling a little bit for depth. Um, they need more from Glaber Torres and Rizzo. Rizzo didn't do much at all last season. Um, and then what can they get out of Oswaldo Cabrera and Oswald Peraza? Um, I think there's more bodies to come in uh, for the New York Yankees. I don't think they'll go into the season looking like this. As it stands, um, these prices would be too short for me. I was in on them last year, but I wouldn't be fancying um, even money about them. Again, with Toronto sniffing around, even Baltimore, a difficult division again. And in the, the four to one and eight to one for the league in the World Series, do nothing for me at all. Um, what do you think, Norin? What total did you drag out? You're on mute. You're on mute. You're on mute. Yeah, I had to mute my coughing. My bad. Oh, but I like your little. I like your little total guessing, though. What do you think the Yankees are at? Oh, uh, ninety-eight. 95. Nope. Okay. Yeah. So um, for me, I'm, I'm again, not that high on this Yankee squad. The, the rotation looks just absolutely amazing again uh, this year with Cole Rodon, Severino, Cortez, Frankie Montas, one through five. I think that's the best in the, in the majors. Um, but you look at the lineup and it's got absolutely no depth. Like if, if judge goes down, like, this is nightmare scenario. If Judge goes down, they have one player above projected three war, and they lacked depth completely during the middle of the year last year when they had injuries. It was only Judge. So now you're looking at an order that's Glaber Torres, Harrison Bader is the next projected highest 2.8 war. Then you're going Jose Trevino, DJ LeMayhew, uh, Anthony Rizzo, actually 2.3 war. I expect a little bit of like a, a regression year maybe from him. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Anthony Volpe, Donaldson, again, they didn't really get a third baseman or a shortstop uh, that a lot of the fans were pleading for. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the offseason was really highlighted by that Carlos Rodon pickup. Um, it's For for me, it's kind of like who's going to step in in the back end of this bullpen? Is it going to be Clay Holmes again as the, as the, relief, uh, as the closer? Uh, you have a lot of, a lot of guys that um, – had some spotlight last year in Wandy Peralta and Loisica. Uh, and then they also still have Trevino from that trade with the Oakland A's last year. Um, for me, I would kind of lean on the under, but again, uh, not really strong either way. I just think that this, this lineup, if, if they see something uh, go down with judge, they've got nothing in my opinion. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so a little a little fade on that total for you. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, because I, I somewhat expect a, a year of regression from Judge. And again, they've only got one other player uh, projected above three war for 2023. They've got Rizzo and Stanton, but without without Judge, I don't really see this offense doing much damage. It's kind of just like a it's like a, a raise in New York, in my opinion. 
Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, okay, we move on to the AL Central momentarily. Uh, football season cracking on though, and uh, underdog fantasy. Um, the season never ends right now. Play the fantasy football playoff best ball. Uh, the gauntlet game with $1 million in prizes up for grabs. Loads of daily games on NBA and NHL too. Uh, plus when you use the promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you'll get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. So into the AL Central, and we're going to start with, uh, Noah, this is you, the Cleveland Guardians. All right, so this is that other one that we were talking about, or I mentioned that's uh, really pitching heavy, and I just sort of love these teams because they're not sexy. Uh, acquisitions in the offs, or let's start with the odds. Uh, the win total sits at 87. They're plus 150 to win the AL Central, which is the favorite entering the season. Sixth highest odds to win the AL at plus 1,600, and they're plus 3,300 to win the World Series right now. Um, offseason acquisitions. Uh, so... Uh, you guys gave me like a AL Central carbon copy of the Tampa Bay Rays, and to put that exclamation point on it, uh, Mike Zanino left St. Pete for Cleveland. He's uh, got a one-year six milli deal with the Guardians. Uh, their big offseason splash, though, was Josh Bell, two for thirty-three, much-needed pop and power for both those guys. I think that does does them wonders. Um, The biggest loss for the guards was Owen Miller, a utility player who had a hot start to 2022, but gradually just kind of fell off and hit that rookie wall. Other losses were catcher Austin Hedges. They'll miss his defense. And another catcher they lost was Luke Malley. Um, I project their rotation to be the same as last year. Ace number one, Shane Bieber. They have another ace in Tristan McKenzie. Good luck to the team that draws both of them back-to-back on a weekend series. Number three, Cal Quantrill. He's a monster inside progressive field. Number four, Zach Plesak. And number five, Aaron Savali. Uh, The bullpen is tremendous, probably the best in the league. Uh, They have a couple of faces to their names, unlike the Rays, with their closer, Emmanuel Clase, their setup man, James Karinczak. We all know, just trust Tito and the seller pen. Um, The projected lineup by Fangraphs leading off is Stephen Kwan, number two, Ahmed Rosario, number three, Jose Ramirez, number four, Josh Bell, number five, Andres Jimenez, number six, Josh Naylor, seven, Oscar Gonzalez, who will qualify as a rookie this season. We've only seen the tip of the iceberg from SpongeBob. Number eight, Mike Zanino, number five, Miles Straw. Cleveland's win total, again, sits at 87. This is a team that won 92 games last season and didn't lose any important pieces. The pitching staff is still disgusting, and they added some power that they desperately needed. This is a team that won two one zero games in the postseason last year, also two 15-inning games that were low-scoring in the postseason last year. The two one zero games were won off of solo home runs. Like I mentioned before, that's desperately what they needed. They added Josh Bell. They got Mike Zanino. Jose Ramirez, in the middle of the year, he had that thumb injury and played through it. So now you're looking for more power from him. You got three power bats in that lineup. Uh, 87 wins in a division repeat could very well be in the cards for the guards. Yeah, I made um, notes the, the, the same, really. I've got the very similar team. The, obviously, the rotation uh, is great and pretty much unchanged. The lineup 
um, is a bits and bobs line up. Uh, you had Josh Bell in there, but they're still going to have to kind of cobble things together. Really good pen. And they've got some interesting bench options as well. I like Will Brennan, uh, outfielder uh, on the bench. He'll be t- 25 this season. He's going to be one to watch for me. I had the win total. I projected at 88. Um, so, yeah, 87. The books have just about got this spot on. But, yeah, uh, very similar for them. And next up, Kansas City Royals, who are 45 to 1. Um, to win the AL Central, there's a price. Um, 75 to 1 for the league, 150 to 1 for the division. Uh, free agent departure, Zach Grenke. Um, acquisitions, um, Jordan Lyles from Baltimore. He had a 442 ERA last year, pitched 179 innings. And the nibbler, we have got a nibbler, Ryan Yarborough uh, came in, lefty nibbler from the Tampa Bay Rays. Now, Kansas City, you look at the prices here and you, you kind of, your instinct wants to tell you that they're absolutely awful. But the lineup's full of really interesting young players who've kind of flashed oh, yeah. individually. Um, you've got MJ Melendez, Bobby Waite, Vinny Pasquantino, Edward Oliveres, Mike Lee Taylor further down. Um, I like them all, but maybe just not all in the same lineup together. You could maybe get two or three of them in there, trotting out six or seven of them. Uh, might just be um, a bridge too far. The rotation of Lyle Singer, Yarbrough, um, Keller, and Lynch um, isn't going to blow up anybody's skirt, let alone just mine. So I won't be, I'm not interested in any of these outrights, but Kansas City, you've got a team that will interest me on a nightly basis here. I'll be watching them very closely. I think they could be quite streaky, and I think we'll get them at some big prices in certain spots during the season. So I'm looking forward to see how Kansas pan out. They're going to be one of my uh, fun teams, one of my ones to watch. Anyway. Yeah, very fun team. Uh, they could easily, with how bad this project uh, pitching projects and how like young and talented this lineup projects, could be involved in some very, very high-scoring games. Like yeah. This is an over team from day one. Um, like you mentioned, uh, the young studs and MJ Melendez, he's multi-positional catcher and outfield, which is wonderful for fantasy. Uh, then you have Bobby Wood Jr. and Salvador Perez. Um, Mondesi, <laughs> like, is he going to stay yes. this year? That's another, uh, like, 60 stolen bag season with, you know, the base paths being shortened by about four inches and the bigger bases as well. Should be safer uh, for, like, the injury-prone hands out there, like, uh, maybe uh, Elder Proto Mondesi, but you know, the kid that I'm just uh, so high on is Brady Singer. I feel so bad for him in that <laughs> rotation because it's just Singer, and then the, the rest of them are all projected to be like four high four, low five ERA guys. Uh, I think Singer's got a ton of promise. Um, and then this bullpen, it, I, what Scott Barlow <laughs> and Amir Garrett. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's it. So um, the win. Uh, do you want to take a guess at Kansas City or seventy uh, one, sixty nine and a half? You've been pretty close okay. to most of these. So you know, I I don't know if they have the pitching to get them there, but I love the offense and I'm a sucker for it. So I'll I'll lean the over, but I I, I don't feel confident in it at all. 
Okay, next up, uh, while we're on the subject of dog shit teams, I give you your Detroit Tigers. No, wow. <laughs> nice little like backhand leading. You're going to sit there and tell me they're great. Come on. Uh, no, I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're great because this is going to be another sad, sad season for the Tigers. Last year we had expectations, I feel like. This year I've gotten none. Um, first off, here's the issue. 38 or 33 of the 39 guys on the 40 man are American. You need more Hispanic uh, <laughs> influence on the, on the 40 man. It, it, you, you have Miguel Cabrera's one of the best Hispanic baseball players in Venezuelans ever. And you've got like four other Hispanics in that clubhouse for him. So one that strikes me as like a little bit of a turnoff Two, uh, the new regime. There have been so many mind numbing, transactions over the offseason just like little little moves here and there and they have acquired more than one guy more than once and then dfa'd him again <laughs> like Bly madris we dfa'd him picked him back up and then we traded him to the astros so i don't know what we're doing there but um you ready for this? Here's our key additions. Michael Lorenzen and Matthew Boyd. You look I at love Michael Tigers. Lorenzen. I know. You look at the Tigers. They just picked up your pony boy, and they picked yeah. up the guy that we ran out of town. <laughs> so uh, those both, both of those guys are on one-year prove-it deals. <clears throat> and then in the trades, this is the big one, in my opinion, Matt Veerling from the Phillies. He seems like the promising addition of 2023 from the offseason. Uh, also added in that deal for Gregory Soto was Nick Matone. Um, we got Donnie Sands, who's a catcher. I don't know where he's going to slot in in the organization. Um, and then Tyler Nevin, who batted 189 last season, uh, got him in a trade for the Orioles for cash considerations. Um, but, you know, those three young players in Nick Matone and uh, Matt Veerling in, uh, in specific – those are going to be major league players and honestly just good riddance to Gregory Soto. He's a heart attack in the back end of the bullpen. Um, losses for us. Jamer Condelario, he was a little bipolar. He was on crazy hot streaks and crazy cold streaks <laughs> during the seasons. Uh, Joe Jimenez, I'm going to miss him. He was a bull, uh, leverage bullpen arm through the entire disaster of this rebuild. Uh, he wore number 77, which had a soft spot on my heart. Uh, Willie Castro, Victor Reyes, Harold Castro, Kyle Funkhauser, Tucker Barnhart, Daniel Norris, Drew Hutchinson, and Brian Garcia, all gone. Um, the rotation. This is, it feels like a disaster of a fan because all I think about is how we don't have Casey Mize and Tarek Skubal. But on the outside, it might look better than what I feel it is um, after Mize and Scoobles elbow surgeries. Cause you, you go number one, you have Eduardo Rodriguez. He, he wasn't here for the whole season last year. Um, number two, Spencer Turnbull, another guy that wasn't here the whole season last year, recovering from Tommy John surgery. Number three, Matthew Boyd, he slots right back in uh, comfortable with the stadium that is changing their dimensions for whatever reason I'm pissed about. But number four, Matt Manning, um, number five, Michael Lorenzen. And then you have Bo Brisky on the doorstep just waiting for an opportunity. The bullpen, uh, yet another season where, you you know, 
this is a top 10 bullpen from last season. You got rid of your two best leverage guys in the back end and Andrew Chafin's still unsigned. Not sure where he's going to go, but he's not on the Tigers as of right now. So it lacks household names, but it should be better than average. The lineup goes number one, Austin Meadows, two, Javier Swig and Miss. I mean, Baez, three, Riley Green, four, Jonathan Scope, five, Kerry Carpenter, six, Miguel Cabrera, seven, Spencer Torkelson, eight, Matt Veerling, nine, Akil Badu. The win total is 70 and a half. Detroit won 66 games last year. And we're without our two young workhorse starting pitchers to get 71 wins. They would need almost everybody in that fucking offensive disaster (laughs) to bounce back. Literally everybody had a down year. All of them would probably have to bounce back to get up to 71. And you know what? I mean, screw like, I don't, you know what the fun part about this tiger season is for me? I'm legal age to go to the ballpark and drink. That's going to be hey. the most fun about it. So, like, I get to root on the out-of-town stars uh, to help me hit the Tigers under 70 half. Uh, win total, so we can tank for Braden Montgomery in the 2024 MLB draft because he's an outfielder, shortstop, pitcher, just a hybrid stud from Stanford in the draft for 2024. That's the That's the only positive that I can look at it. For, uh, that's not a bad, it's not a bad, uh, not a bad positive. You can go and have a few beers, Amy. Um, yeah, I got <laughs> nothing for Detroit at all. Austin Meadows is a little, little thumbs up, and I like Lorenzen, but yeah, that's it pretty much. Um, we move Just on a to pile the, of shit. Uh, the Minnesota <laughs> Twins, three to one for the division, twenty-five to one for the league, fifty to one to win it all. Um, not done an awful lot of business. The big ones, obviously, Carlos Correa, who's eventually yeah. passed the passed the medical. Um, <laughs> He's been he's had a lot of medicals over the last few weeks. Um and what six year two hundred and something million. Um the I've actually done some there's more questions than answers for me with Minnesota at the moment. They've done some quite intriguing business, um, which is kind of down the bottom of their order and off the bench. So Joey Gallo, um obviously a bit of a like Javi Baez, you just mentioned that kind of bit of a laughing sock hit one eighty eight last year. But there's a player in there. He's uh, he, he's capable. Christian Vasquez, you scheduled the bat behind him at eight, and then off the bench, um, Kyle Farmer as well, um, infielder. Um, I, I like Kyle Farmer. I think he can have a good season. So they could put some stuff together. Um, the rotation is incredibly average. Is the most averaging version. Um, you could throw a blanket over the ERA of the five scheduled starters here. Uh, Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, Tyler Marley, Kent Maeda, and Bailey Oba, all 4.1, 4.2 ERAs, all five of them. So, um, interested in Minnesota, I am, because we're going to talk about the Chicago White Sox. I'm not invested in the Chicago White Sox. We've already put a line through um, the Royals and the Tigers. And this division, like last year, um, gives you a better opportunity because everyone's going to be plus odds and everyone's, they're all still going to be plus odds probably in the middle of June, early July. Um, so yeah, this Minnesota team with a couple of moves will certainly be going on my uh, watch list, Noah. Yeah, just like last year. I, I have a question for you though. Like, Noah, hit me. Other than Luis Arias. Yeah. <laughs> How many strikeouts is this lineup going to have? 
Yeah, they like. could they could they could strike out a little bit, couldn't they? Uh, Byron yeah, Buxton, Polanco, real... yeah, Joey Gallo was good for five hundred or so. Yeah, they're, yeah I agree. they're a little uh, two, three true outcome for me. Um, they need a DH as well, I think. Yeah, um, yeah they really obviously I Nelson Cruz isn't there. The, well, the it's it's weird at the minute. I think to be Nick Gordon, um, but yeah, Kirillov sitting on the red. Just go go and get one. Uh, so yeah, yeah that would be interesting because. <laughs> Like a DH, like a proper one where you can slip, slot into the the cleanup rule, and that will maybe just yeah. tie that, tie the top of that order together a little bit. Yeah, but certainly, um, that's what I mean by the sort of interest. And if you can give me a, give me a, a decent DH in there, they think, oh, hang on, all of a sudden, and maybe one more arm. Um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how they go. Yeah, I would say like the starting rotation, like you said, throw a blanket over him and then it's like a blank stat sheet. You wouldn't be able to pick like which pitcher's stats they are. Um, Joe Ryan, young arm, promising. Uh, Bailey Ober had his moments last year. Kenta Maeda is just a bounce back year. And, you know, I liked Sonny Gray last year. And I, I, I think if he can uh, – you know, you keep doing what he's been doing with the whole dry driveline stuff. That's kind of somewhat changed his game since he was a Yankee um, with that short stint there. I mean, with Minnesota, he's been above average, I would say. So like, again, you're, you're talking just, you know, stay within the race at all-star break and play competitive baseball is what the wish is for Minnesota. Cause you go out and you get Carlos Correa. Now you're expecting to be a winning team for the next six years. It starts now. Yeah. Captain Sino um, is as out as we are. Oh, well, sorry. As well, as in all out as we are really, they're just a <laughs> sort of a plain boring team. They just need something to get them yeah. extra six or seven wins. And that'll, that'll do it. The guess, main rivals here. Yeah. Go on, mate. Guess sorry. their uh, win total. Oh, <sighs> 81. 77.5. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, well, I get, well, you'd have them down as 500, like uh, like the captains just pointed out. So, yeah, that, I, I don't mind that. So, part of the reason, really, is the, the Chicago White Sox, <clears throat> uh, the final team here in the AL Central to look at, who are the jollies to win the AL Central at plus 135, 13-1 uh, for the league, 28-1 for the World Series. Um you had White departures. Sox at plus 135. I had uh, yeah. Guardians as the betting favorite, so uh, shop around on that one. Within the lead, win the division, yeah. I'll just check on my low. Yeah, yeah. White Sox plus 135, Guardians plus 140. Nice. With the twi- Twins at three to one. So there you go. Yeah, so free agent departures. Uh, Abreu, obviously off to Houston. Johnny Cueto, AJ Pollock, Vince Velasquez, Adam Engel. Uh, Josh Harrison, Elvis Andrews. So not sort of huge selling is They've kept their team together. And really, it's a team that we didn't see a lot of last season. Ensemble, we didn't see them uh, kind of together. They picked up Andrew Benintendi, which I think is a great sign. And he's a lefty, which they're a little bit short of. They've got some switch hitters in there. But a good lefty at the top of the order. He hit 3-0-4 last year. Victor Reyes was a nothing signing. And then... Um, Mike Clevenger to start and pitch at, uh, pitched 114 innings uh, back from injury last year with the Padres. So we'll have to see if he can train on. We had the news this week that Liam Hendricks is going to miss some time with the non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So best of luck to him uh, fixing that. I really like the little statement he put out. Um, just the fact that he said 
this is something that me and millions of people have to deal with, you know. So um, I quite like the um, perspective there. So, but yeah, good luck to Liam Hendricks. The rotation looks okay. Um, Dylan Cease, Lance Lynn. Um, you need a bounce back from Giolito. And then you've got Clevenger and Kopech at the end. The bullpen's interesting, which might not always be the, a, a good word to describe something there. Kendall Graven and Aaron Bummer, I quite like. Uh, and then... To say Ronaldo Lopez and Jake Deakman, they're quite old. Jimmy Lambert's a name, Joe Kelly. Uh, there's a lot of names in there. Um, and then you need to give this lineup a full reset, really. Uh, Lewis Roberts, who sort of fell off a cliff last year. Eloy, Tim Anderson, they all need to stay healthy and compliment Ben and Interesting to see how else they add, but I certainly think they're vulnerable at plus 135 with Cleveland sniffing around and Minnesota that we've just talked about. Coming off the back of that season, I wouldn't be interested in them at any of these prices at the moment, Noah. No, neither would I. What do you think their win total is at? Oh, 88. Ooh, 86. 84 and a half. So you're, you've okay. been like a game and a half on most of these, yeah. but you were actually quite higher on the Twins. So that says something to me. Um, the the big losses, I guess, uh, cons- like significant players from last season. Jose Abreu, that's killer for this team. And then Johnny Cueto was kind of like a rock in the middle of that season when they had no consistency from any pitcher whatsoever. But again, like they have – the same four minus Cueto, and then they add Clevenger, who's basically a Cueto. And it's like a starting rotation that I think is going to be a top five in the American League. Dylan Cease has to avoid that regression after his great breakout season last year. Tonka Truck got to be Tonka Truck. You got to stay healthy throughout the year. Because he had one of the worst bad luck seasons with like Babbitt for a pitcher um, last season. Mike Clevenger, like I mentioned, Michael Kopech, I was so high on last year. I still think that breakout's coming. Um, and then Lucas Giolito is the wild card. Like, can he be the 2020 Lucas Giolito when his changeup's just unhittable wherever he throws it? You can't leak a freaking changeup down the middle like he was doing so often last year. You look at the lineup and it's. Again, like I, I think it's missing that one big bat, um, like uh, Jose Abreu. Um, they have Luis Rob, uh, Luis Robert, who's projected a four-war player. Tim Anderson projected a three-war player, and some of these guys, one of these guys, has to step up this season in the middle of that order. Like Yohan Moncada and Yasmani Grandal, they've been having consecutive letdown seasons in a row. Uh, you need one of those guys to be a big contributor in the offense this season. And if they're not, I look for Jake Berger to step up and be active in the lineup um, from that bench. So, yeah, I mean, I was a sucker for this team last year. I'm not going to make the same mistake in the preseason. But, again, if they're, like, somewhat in the race, I like the starting rotation. I want to see what they can do in early April and May and then assess the situation from there in the south side. Um. We might have to behave ourselves, Noah. I can't decide if Blake's our boss or not. Uh, Blake Myers uh, joined us in the chat from the newly rebranded name Baseball Money is Fake podcast, which is the SGP and Fantasy Baseball podcast. Um, I completed my first best ball draft a few days ago. Um, actually, I think Blake said he wanted to see it, so I'll send that across. Uh, you can 
tear that to shreds. Uh, so, yeah, good evening, Blake. Nice to have you with us. Um, where are you drafting got a- baseball for so- fantasy baseball? Where am I drafting it? Yeah, I'm fan tracks, fan tracks, fan tracks. Okay, yeah, me. It was a little ten dollar one as well. I thought I'd rather pay a ten dollar and sort of do it properly than do a mock draft. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'll have a few more. Um, we're very close <coughs> to going over our uh, one hour mark now, which is going to cost you a fortune because yeah. new for twenty twenty three people. If you don't, I don't know like this, this rule, I'm not. I'm no, not uh, a rule. Noah can drag a podcast out for days on end if he wants to. So we've put, um, for every minute over one hour that we go, Noah has to put a dollar in the pot and we're going to, uh, we're going to spend it on something fancy at the end of the season. So um, you're about five minutes away from getting your wallet out, Noah. Um, yeah, we've got I the, the AL West. The group chat. I don't approve of this. I'm, I'm going to up to you, is it? paying into the pot how much I make per podcast, basically. Uh, me and uh, Muna for the senior partners here so and I think Blake signed it off as well so no worries AL West then um, Turbo AL West Noah stop pissing on um, the LA Angels 11-1 to this is the exciting division come on for so the AL West well we'll make it sound exciting by talking twice as quick 22-1 um, right. to one to win the league 50-1 to one for the World Series this is the second mistake I'm going to make um, I've faded the Tampa Bay Rays. I have been seduced once again by the LA Angels. Um, yep. They traded for Hunter Renfrew and added Brandon Drury uh, to hit in the lower middle of that lineup. They added um, free agent Tyler Anderson, who came along the freeway from the Dodgers. He pitched 178 innings last year for a 257 ERA. Um, that is a name, again, another under-the-radar one in the bullpen, a name I liked, was Carlos Estevez, a uh, free agent from Colorado, uh, pitched 57 innings last year with 347 ERA. The rotation is OK. In fact, it might be better than OK. Shohei Otani, uh, Tyler Anderson, then Patrick Sandoval, uh, Suarez, and Reed Detmers, um, kind of darling oh of the show last year at various points, was Reed Detmers, wasn't he? He got quite a lot of air time. Um, so, yeah, I like that. And the lineup is okay, too. If Tyler Ward um, can reproduce his season leading off, he hit, what, 23 home runs and, and batted 281. Then you follow it with Mike Trout, Shohei Otani. And then they've added 57 homers from last year with Renfrew and Drury. Um, interesting name is catcher Logan O'Hop, a 23-year-old season, <coughs> came across in the trade from Philly. They do need some help in the pen. But I just think the overall ones are interesting here, and I've done it again, and I'll regret it. But I was interested in the in the eleven to one. It is a competitive division, um, but I was interested in taking an over total when I see it. Um, well, now I would maybe guess this at about seventy nine, Noah. If you've got one, seventy nine and a half. Ah, oh, there you go. Right, I'll take the over then. Half a half a win. Oh, you suck get in the it. queue. <laughs> Yes. So, what have you got in the Angels? Oh, I mean, it looks promising, right? I mean, this lineup looks always does one through one through eight. I mean, it looks better this year, though. It really does. Like you have Taylor Ward, who broke out last year, and he's kind of been like analytical nerds, like wet dream, waiting for him to come out. And I was on him early last season uh, with Taylor Ward. That was a big hit for me. Um, in one of my leagues. And then, I mean, the, the lineup projects Ward, Trout, Otani, Rendon, 
honest to God, just stay healthy. Renfro, Drury, Jared Walsh, Logan O'Hop, and then uh, Luis Renifo. I mean, up and down. That's legit. And then on your bench, you have Gio Urshela, David Fletcher, Max Stassi, and the airplane boy himself, Brett Phillips. Uh, the lineup is going to be stellar, and they have depth. And then they went out and they made a move to get Tyler Anderson that I like. Like, this is a pretty promising Angels team. And you're going to suck me in with you because I like the. Yeah, let's do it. Excellent. Uh, Uh, I mean, it's just like the books are just going to keep making a killing on this damn team. (laughs) 30 seconds and you on the clock. No, Houston Astros, what have you got? All right. So I got to find my page for use in real quick. They only made one addition in the off season. And that was Jose Abreu three years for 59 million. He's a wonderful fit for the lineup, a great contact power hitter um, right there behind uh, Jordan Alvarez. He was a former AL batting title winner. And, you know, they have two other five war projected players. So they've got three five war projected players in this lineup losses, you know, they lose the AL Cy Young winner in Justin Verlander. It's a tough loss, a uh, tough guy to replace. But if there was one team that could do it with starting pitcher depth, it was the Astros. Um, Houston also lost Yuli Gurriel. He was a big glue guy in the clubhouse. Trey Mancini, Will Smith, uh, Jason Castro, and Aledmus Diaz. The rotation, I mean, this was tough to come up with. They've got six legitimate guys, ace number one and Framber Valdez. Christian Javier could be ace number two. He could, I mean, make that jump, but uh, he's got to avoid a letdown in number two after a breakout year. Number three is Lance McCullers, Jr. Number four, Luis Garcia. Number five, I went with Hunter Brown, but, you know, Jose Akiti could be right Akiti there. Akiti for me, yeah. He could be right there as a depth six starter. I'm high on Brown. You know I am. I'll get into that a little bit later. The bullpen, they bring back Ryan Presley, who had 33 saves last season. He didn't play the full year. Probably would have been one of the leaders in saves as well. Uh, The bullpen was elite last year, even though it lacked a lefty. I would still prefer them to have a southpaw in the pen, but, I mean, they did just fine last year without one. Lineup, leading off Jose Altuve to Michael Brantley. He's back healthy. Number three, Alex Bregman. Number four, Ari Ordon. Number five, Jose Abreu. Number six, Kyle Tucker. Number seven, Jeremy Pena, the World Series MVP. Number eight, Mr. 50-1 to one himself, Jazz McCormick. And number nine, <laughs> Martin Maldonado. Uh, the odds, the betting odds on this team, win total is 97.5. The AL West, they are minus 215 to win it. Uh, they are the favorite to win the AL at plus 260, and they're the favorite team to win the World Series at plus 500. Like I said earlier, losing JV hurts, but it opens a spot for Verlander 2.0, in my opinion, and Hunter Brown, who's a kid from my hometown. Um, I saw him pitch live in Detroit last year. He's a graduate of Wayne State, which is right there in Metro Detroit. This kid, I feel obligated to get a piece of his AL Rookie of the Year price. And again, I think it's going to be juicy somewhat in the beginning of the year because we don't know what their true five-man is going to be. Um, I think that he could emerge um, throughout the year for sure. Um, He's only going up against uh, Masahiro on uh, Boston, I believe his name is. Um, So I I think there's an argument to be made that the Astros didn't get worse at all. Um, this offseason. Houston won 106 games last year, and I don't see any reason why they can't pass the century mark again this year. Yeah, Houston, there was quite a lot of churn on their roster, but not 
with the key men, not with the lineup or the starting lineup and the rotation. The change sort of came around around the bottom half. When I looked today, of the 15 teams I've looked at in depth today, these by far the Astros are the most complete roster at the moment. Um, absolutely, yeah. So um, everything you said, I'd call sign. Houston looking good, and I think they're only going to get a little bit better uh, as the season approaches. Uh, three to go. Um, Oakland Athletics. I mean, how how long you've got to uh, to explain what's going on at Oakland, though? Uh, they might be worse than Detroit. Uh, they will be. In my Ooh. prediction, they will be. Um, they have the lowest win total in baseball for what it's worth. It's 60 and a half. And uh, for your information, it's minus 110 both sides. So it's not juiced either way. Whoa. Additions, <laughs> they, uh, they picked up relief gamer. I mean, relief pitcher Trevor May. Uh, one year, seven million. Jace Peterson, two for 9.5. Aledmus Diaz, two for 14 and a half. And Tyler Wade on a minor league deal. Uh, that guy could easily make this pro roster. Uh, I don't know what he's doing to sign a minor league deal with the A's. But anyways, they lost. Finally, Sean Murphy. They were able to deal him away to the Braves. Um, the last one that they have to ship away now is Ramon Laureano, who just kind of has to prove it after uh, like the whole PD, PD scenario yeah. last season. Steven Vogt retired. Chad Pinder is gone, along with relief pitchers Austin Pruitt and San Seaman. Um the rotation. Number one is Cole Irvin, and he loves pitching in the dump. Number two is Paul Blackburn, who we're a sucker for. Number three is James Caprillion, who had his moments last year. Number four is Ken Waldachuk, who we had a ton of fun with his name. Yeah. And number five is 34-year-old KBO acquisition Drew Rusinski. So let's be honest, it's bad. But I've got another name in there, Noah. They've just uh, purchased a Japanese contract just this month. Yeah. Uh, yeah, did, did you mention him, right? Chintaro Fujinami? Oh no, I didn't. I didn't mention him. Yeah, he's down as the SP five at the moment. Literally, I mean, that's that could even be breaking news. Like, yeah, because I've got I, I've got I, Rusinski from the KBO in December, yeah. and then yeah, Shintaro Fujinami. I uh, believe Shintaro is highly regarded too. How do they? Yeah, well, there you go. Him? They've got him, they've got him in his SP five, but like I say, that could be very very recent news. So. That was a um, familiar name from me doing some WBC research. Um, yes. But, uh, I mean, let's be honest, it's bad. But it's actually better than I expected <laughs> with, like, the first five-inning five, five inning money line potential, I think. Like, I, I really think that was a play that we were doing in the back half of the year last year with these young pitchers. I think that opportunity is again there this year um, because the bullpen's a pile of shit. Um, the lineup <laughs> projected by fan graphs going leadoff, Tony Kemp, two, Seth Brown, three, Ramon Laureano, four, Jace Peterson, five, Aledmus Diaz. Six is Shane Langeliers, their prized rookie catcher. Number seven, rookie Connor Capel. Number eight, Nick Allen, number nine, rookie acquisition from Milwaukee, Estiuri Ruiz. He steals uh, millions of bases, Noah, if yes. you want to uh, and I, I think for a draft. He's going to run like hell. And I think bags are going to be uh, more often this year with the base path changes. Like uh, there was research done. Uh, I saw somebody on Twitter. I can't remember who it was, but it was like, they were stealing. They went from stealing two bags a game to three bags a game. So, like on on a full season long uh, for fantasy, that's pretty big. <clears throat> so I, I mentioned 
There's 16 and a half win total. It's the lowest in the league. I don't think I need to mention any other future. This team's going to be complete dog shit. Ownership wants to leave the league. They would prefer, um, the league would prefer them to stay in Oakland and would rather just expand the league. And the news came out that national stars are their number one uh, priority. So, like, I'm psyched because that was, that was, I, I made a list when we interviewed Dave Sheridan of my top six that. expansion teams. Um, and I gave him destinations and nicknames that I gave him. Number one <laughs> overall was the Nashville Stars. It's just kind of like a minor league uh, team that they have in that area. And it's a really big city, really cool area that I hope to go to sometime. But number two, Las Vegas Vipers. Three, Rally Rally Caps. Four, Montreal Expos. Five, New Orleans Cajuns. Six, Omaha Vaqueros. Let's make it happen, MLB. But, yeah, Oakland has no desire to win. The under 16.5 wins is worth a look here. Um, okay, next up, two teams to go. This is back to you, <coughs> Noah, for the Seattle Mariners. Yeah, I think I have both of the leftover teams here. You do? Cover. That is correct. Um, cover boy of the episode is Julio Rodriguez. Seattle oh, Mariners, nice. by far, they seem like the most exciting team Um for the public uh, this offseason, the win total set at 89 and a half plus 320 to win the AL West. They have the fourth largest odds to win the AL at plus 800 and they're plus 1700 to win the World Series. Their additions, the big fish for Seattle was Teoscar Hernandez in a trade with Toronto. He's perfect. A big rib stick in the middle of their order to pick up ribbies. The Mariners, they also grabbed Colton Wong and Justin Topa from the Brewers in a trade for uh um, who they send over there? I can't remember their reliever, uh, back end reliever. Anyways, the Mariners um, rounded out their acquisitions by signing AJ Pollock, Colin Moran, and relief pitcher Trevor Gott. Um, the losses: Mitch Haniger, Adam Frazier, and Jesse Winker. Those are the biggest offseason losses. The fans loved Haniger, but he never really reached his true potential. I think a new a new scenery and a scenery change for him in San Francisco is going to help him. Uh, Frazier and Wong are pretty similar players, so I don't think there's like a huge letdown from the loss of Frazier. And I don't think Jesse Winker being traded away is worrisome at all for the Seattle Mariners team. He was kind of somewhat of a um, uh, an issue in the clubhouse. But uh, I sort of forgot about 37-year-old Carlos Santana, but him and his one hamstring are gone as well. Uh, Eric Swanson was his name. He's gone. Kyle Lewis traded away to Arizona. Abraham Toro is gone. Matthew Boyd gone, Kurt Casale gone, Luke Weaver, Ryan Barucki, Luis Torres all gone. Um, the rotation: uh, you have ace number one in Logan Gilbert. You have or in Luis Castillo, ace number two in Logan Gilbert. Uh, number three is Robbie Ray. I was the conductor of the fade Robbie Ray train last year, um, but he could bounce back this year. Number four, George Kirby. Number five, Marco Gonzalez. That's an amazing starting five. Um, the bullpen. I was graced with yet another faceless top 10 bullpen from last year. Um, led by, you know, he was closer by trade. Really, they don't really have a closer, but Paul Seawald, um, who turned it into auto fade in the uh, postseason for me. But Andrew Munoz and Diego Castillo also back their household names. Uh, but they're missing a lefty. Like, they don't have one in their uh, yeah. whole 40 man. 
Uh, so that's a little bit of an issue. The lineup projected by Fangraphs goes leading off is the 2023 Home Run Derby champion uh, in Seattle. The All-Star Game's there. Julio Rodriguez is going to win that. Place your bets now. Uh, number two is Ty France. Three, Eugenio Soros. Four, Tiasca Hernandez. Five, Colton Wong. Six, Cal Rally, a.k.a. Big Dumper. Seven, J.P. Crawford. Eight, A.J. Pollock. And in the nine hole is Jared Kalenic. Big year for him. He's got to do something or else it's panic mode. Um, again, the win total is 89 and a half. And here's the thing. For me, everybody loves the Mariners and – I can poke holes in the roster. That's all I'll say is meanwhile, the, the public sees the 89 and a half hook. They're like, this team can win 90 games. I think the books want you on this over. Um, I say not so fast. Here's the thing. Like they, they lack the Southpaw in the bullpen, which is an issue. In my opinion, we saw the Astros do it last year. No problem. You don't have anybody to face your down Alvarez in the late innings. You need somebody to face a guy in your division 19 games a season um uh because they brought in they brought in uh ray in the postseason because they didn't have somebody in the back end and jordan took him over the batter's eye it's a little bit of an issue is ray gonna underachieve again like i i think it is a bounce back year for him you were high on him in 2021 um i love gilbert and kirby but what if they have sophomore slumps Plus, I really don't love the lineup after their top four. I'm going contrarian with the under here. Well, no, uh, Blake must be a Seattle fan. Yeah, um, he is. He's and he has Seattle just fired you, actually. He did perfectly. Yeah, he's just fired you. However, if you're firing yeah. Noah, you're going to have to fire me because I agree with Noah. <laughs> Noah, pretty much, <laughs> Noah pretty much just said everything I wanted to say. The, I like the top three, but after that, you know, there's more questions than answers. And I'm left very underwhelmed, underwhelmed by Tioska Hernandez, Colton Wong, I mean, AJ Pollock, Jared Kalinick. I don't know what you want to do with these people. Um, there's two names in the pen that I really, really like um, in a vain attempt to get my job back is Matt Brash. Um, I think he's really he's interesting. I think Brash, Blake. Yeah, I am. He's another one. He goes on my list with uh, Michael Lorenzen and Reed Detmers. Um and Chris Flexen as well, I think, if you need a, a six-starter, uh, Flexen's perfectly serviceable. But no, I would take the uh, take the under in that as well. It's just, um, like I say, it's a little bit meh uh, in the it's middle. So. Too. It's 89 and a half. People are going to think they're going to get 90 wins. Yeah, so there we go. Right? Uh, so it looks like we've got about five minutes left on our contract, Noah. Uh, so in those five <laughs> minutes, um, see your job by giving us a stellar preview of the Texas Rangers. Yeah, because I don't know if you remember like our last episode that we did. There were we were like, "What's your one long shot team to win the World Series?" And I was like, "I don't think they're winning the World Series, but I think a team that's definitely going to get better is the Texas Rangers." And I named that, you know, the <clears throat> starting rotation is definitely going to get better. I think they'll add Degrom, and they went out and they did that. Um, like I said, the biggest addition Degrom, five years, one eighty-five million. But to also fill out the rotation, they went out and got Nathan Avaldi. Two for 34. Andrew Heaney, two for 25. I really like both of those moves, as you can almost guarantee at least one of them will be able to sustain a number two or number three starter status. Um, then the Rangers also traded for Jacob Derizzi. I don't know how much of an impact he's going to make, but he's there. Um, their losses, they didn't really lose a ton of impact players. Nick Solak's gone. He was probably their biggest loss. Then Matt Moore in the bullpen. Kevin Pulowiecki. <laughs> Charlie Culberson, who's kind of been there forever. 
uh, sorry, Dennis, uh, Dennis Santana. I'm struggling now. Uh, Kohei Arihara and Colby Allard are all gone. But, uh, you know, I, like I said, those aren't very big hits. The rotation goes ace to uh, Jacob DeGrom, number two, Martin Perez for right now. Number three, Andrew Henning, number four, Nathan Evaldi, number five, John Gray with Dane Dunning, Jake Odorizzi, and maybe rookie call up who I'm very excited for Jack Leiter. Um, yeah waiting on this rotation just opportunities so the rotation is vastly improved from last season for sure um because dane dunning was their number one last season uh the bullpen the bullpen projects to be below or average and they don't have a closer so that's the big issue right now with the rangers the lineup projected by fan graphs goes number one marcus Semyon, number two Corey seager three nathaniel Lowe, four adolis garcia five jonah heim number six promising rookie Josh Young, number seven, Brad Miller, number eight, Leota Tavares, number nine, Josh Smith. And they've got uh, Mitch Garver as a bench bat. So love their, I mean, I don't love their depth. After uh, four or five, I'll give Jonah Heim the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I, I don't love the lineup after it. Josh Young is promising, like I said, but um, the back half of the lineup is going to be a little bit of a dead weight. Uh, with Mitch Garver subbing in uh, for some pinch hit opportunities. Um, the win total set at 80 and a half. They're the third favorite to win the AL East at plus 900, plus 25 to 100 to win the American League, plus 5,000 to win the World Series. They did more than just get DeGrom. Look, I, I was very excited for this offseason for this franchise. Um, the rotation is one of the better ones in the AL. Some people are saying it's top three in the league. I don't. I'm not going to go that far, um, but I love the way that Chris Young and this front office is building the Rangers. They're accelerating the rebuild by getting, you know, good solid players right now, and they're building it from the middle out. And that's something that, like, in college recruiting, you really have to do well. Um, they're building it from shortstop with Corey Seager, second base with Mark and Semyon. Center fields, their next best player in Adolis Garcia, and their catcher, Jonah Haim, is also projected over a two-war. Um, so he's going to be better than average. Uh, the bullpen needs work, but I don't expect Texas to lose as many one-run ball games as last year. That was their big, big issue. So with a lot of the uh, improvements on the starting pitching end, I don't think that really they're going to be toss-ups at the end of the game. Hopefully they're going to be like three, nothing, two, nothing, four, nothing ball games, depending on how good this offense really is. Um, I won't bet a future on this team because it does seem a little bit fragile. They need to stay healthy. I'll, I'll love this team game by game throughout the year and definitely lean over 80 and a half. I'm thinking that they're going to finish third in the division, but I mean, the goal for the Rangers this year is just compete for a wild card spot. Yeah. Texas seem to have done their business in sort of two installments. The sort of the, the lineup out last year and then the rotation out this year. <laughs> They've taken a, a two year approach to it. I really like this rotation. Uh, Blake sort of um, a little bit down on it in the chat there, seeing they're all uh, four plus ERA guys. I don't think so. Just, I really don't. No, know. I don't, don't think so at all. I like, obviously, we know we're getting with DeGrom Perez and then Gray, Yavaldi. Uh, Yavaldi needs to get his, if his velocity is up, he'll be fine. Check on that in spring training. And Andrew Heaney, again, always talked about. Um, you're right about the back half of the batting lineup, Noah. Um, Josh Young, 
is going to be really important in there. We need a full healthy season out of him, third base. I mean, he's going to be 25 this year because there's a lot of low batting averages in there, 220s, 230s. Uh, Josh Young predicted the bat six can drag that up a little bit. So maybe one or two, um, one or two, either prospects can stick or they can make another another trade or another signing. I think the odds are right. The, the where they should be, kind of third best in. But yeah, interesting, uh, Texas. I'll, I'll be certainly having them on my watch list, mate. Um, Sheba Mania yeah. has joined us um, at the very minute that we've just completed our last uh, preview, Sheba. Yeah. How are you doing, mate? Um, what were you going to say, Noah? Sorry. So I pulled it up. I pulled it up on fan drafts. Uh, Blake saying that they're going to be a bunch of four ERA guys in the starting lineup or starting rotation. I mean, um, the ones that he said were going to be good were Jacob deGrom and Martin Perez. Perez is the only four ERA guy in here. John Gray sub four, Evaldi sub four, Heaney sub four. So, I mean, I'm higher on this rotation than uh, him, obviously, but I think I'm lower than others. Like some people are calling this a top three rotation in the AL. I'm not going to go that far, but I, I think they're legit. Yeah, I agree. Um, Captain Cena was questioning my maths in the uh, the channel. I've got everyone. I've got everyone within this division, all five teams. A five-way tie, that's what we're getting up there. Um, let's not worry about the details, Captain. Let's just uh, – don't let the details get in the way of a good story. Um, well, we're done, Noah. You owe the pot £20 so far, uh, $20 even, um, pounds or more. I mean, we'll, we'll do it in dollars. I'm doing you a favour. Um, anything else you want to spend another dollar on telling us anything else before we go? Yeah, so going over in the chat, <laughs> um, we're down on Seattle. We're on that under. So yes, we're slightly that's slightly the over the Angels, and the Oakland Athletics are the runt of the litter. They're going to have like forty six wins, and they're going to propel the other teams to their overs. That's the maths. Right there. Correct answer. Um, well, thank you very much, Noah. Um, some combination of myself, Noah, and Dylan and Moonaf will be back next week, where we can have a look at the National League. Um, and go through all of those teams. Um, the Discord channel has been on fire again today. The baseball channel has been really good fun. Uh, Sports gambling podcast dot yeah. uh, slash Discord. Um, the soccer channel over there. Don't forget to listen to the Premier League gambling podcast. Uh, we're on fire, me and Big Baz, uh, and it's loads of fun. We talk an incredible amount of bollocks. Uh, if you think this is bad, get yourself over there. Uh, know anything you need to tell the people about before we go? You know, uh, baseball season is right around the corner. That also means the college baseball season is coming up as well. College baseball is starting up very soon here. We'll be having uh, MLB draft talk in the in the preseason and also uh, conference previews. Um, and the other thing is is stay on the lookout for World Baseball Classic content. Yes, correct. I, I'm so down for it, and Malcolm is very excited, and USA – England or Great Britain, they play yeah. each other on the baseball's coming home, Noah. Baseball's coming home for sure. To, I mean, this way, not your way. Uh, yeah, we're going to do some world baseball what? stuff, so that's going to be loads of fun. So, you right, guys are we're coming to us, we're playing in Phoenix, Arizona, yeah, but we're bringing the Bringing the title and the trophy back home with, with us. With who? Jazz, jazz, jazz Chisholm? Jazz, jazz Chisholm. You nearly said jizz there, didn't you? Jazz Chisholm is going to fire us to glory. Yeah, that's that's what you did when you saw Jazz Chisholm committed <laughs> to you. <laughs> Ooh, not at my age, me. Um, right, that was loads <laughs> of fun, Noah. Um, write that check out for $22. Send it to Moonaf. Um, yeah, you thanks, everyone, dreams. for listening. 
all you fools who've been in the chat. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, and yeah, stay tuned. You know where to find us. Um, until then, uh, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>